Hello, you're very welcome to this uh, 19th episode of uh, Two Hands in a Hurl podcast. And it's also the last episode of our, our first season. We'll be into our second season uh, starting next week. So uh, as always with me are the the terrible uh, twosome of uh, Mr. Liam O'Neill and uh, Mr. TJ Mills. How are you doing, guys? All good, Robbie. Any crack, bud? Ah, no crack. Just uh, I'm, winter, I'm wintering well here, you know, with all this uh, turkey and Chocolates and all that sort of stuff, you know yourself. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it has to be done, Robbie, has to be done. Uh, has to be done. Cool, boys. Well, we'll crack on. And uh, as uh, I know, uh, Liam's already, he's watching the clock anyway, so we're going <laughs> to crack on before he moves us on. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to just go through what your uh, your Christmas highlights were. So what was kind of uh, the kind of your standout kind of things over the last few days and, or the last week or so? What was kind of... Uh, your highlights. Do you want to go first, Liam? Yeah. What the fuck was that big bang there, lads? Anyone else hear that? No. Oh, uh, that's it. I'm in uh, my spare room and there's a big drum up there. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was wondering how that is. What the fuck was that? Um, yeah, Christmas highlights. So obviously, lads, stand out has to be Christmas dinner. Oh, every year. Yeah, simple as boys, stand out Christmas dinner. Um, I tell you, that's all. That's about all. <laughs> Was there any kind of extra bits or anything like that kind of um you know, did your did your mommy go the extra mile on anything or was there did you make anything or what was the kind of the was there anything different from the normal dinner? No, no. See we always like Christmas for us is always straightforward, right? You have your, your dinner and then um you just keep it quiet other than that. Um normally <laughs> I normally I'd probably go out maybe once or twice over Christmas. And like there's, there's no pubs. I I made it out once, and uh, fucking hell, boys! I was in bits. I was in bits. But uh, that was really <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, boys, falling asleep on toilets and all. It wasn't a good day. It was. Was that before you got home or after you got home or when was that? <laughs> that was me in work the next day. <laughs> yeah. Just hope your boss doesn't listen to this one. No, nah, no, nah, he does, he doesn't know we have the podcast. <laughs> uh, grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we keep it that way. Keep it that you way. better be nice to me, Lee Murray. Will after this one, <laughs> uh, you don't know my boss, Dave. <laughs> I actually technically might do. <laughs> uh, creepy boss. TJ knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone that knows someone that knows someone. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Only joking. I know. Yeah, we do normally keep it quite over Christmas, boys. Uh, same at New Year's. I think. Well, I'm 24 now. I think I went out for maybe one one New Year's, and that was it. I all we always kind of stay at home, play cards, a few drinks at home, that kind of shit. So a New Year's is shite going out anyway. Yeah, yeah. I had, well, yeah, from that one time it was anyway. Uh, so we normally have a routine at Christmas anyway. We stick to that, keep it quiet, happy days. Cool. And uh, TJ, what were your highlights for Christmas? Uh, very quiet as well. I won't lie to you. Um... I probably get it by Liam for saying it, but, um, and I know we're not mentioned, meant to mention Rona, but I think the highlight was the rollout or the approval of the vaccine that we might have some sort of back to some sort of reality in 2021. Uh, other than that, it was just, it was nice, quiet with family. Um, it's just myself and the parents. We usually have visitors in, but because of the virus this year, it was just ourselves. So it was uh, nice and quiet. But yeah, highlights would have to be that, uh, being honest. And I, I leave it at that. <laughs> did you have any hand in making the dinner, TJ, or did you help out, or did your 
Did your mommy do it all? Yeah, no, uh, I I actually made a trifle for the very first time. And I hope. Yeah, and surprising for me, it was alcohol-free, so turned out okay <laughs> now. So uh, it was a non-alcoholic sherry trifle, in other words. So uh, yeah, no, it was, and yeah, I cooked the ham as well, so. Um, oh, nice, go for the glaze. Yeah, yeah, the the honey, honey. Mm. I can't think of the proper name of it, but it's kind of honey and sugar and kind of syrup glaze. And yeah, it's savage actually. And nice. what done then was um, like the ham was ham was boiled, then put it in the oven, and then put the roast potatoes in on top of it and there was savage. Ooh. So uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, that's why I needed into the gym, but. Can't <laughs> Probably not happening though. No. <laughs> but for for me, my highlights was uh, as you seen, I went for uh, a swim uh, on Stephen's Day. That was uh, it was pretty chilly, but it was good. It's nice and refreshing, you know. It's kind of I think it's always a good thing to do around this time of year for it to kind of like a fresh start sort of thing. And uh, yeah, it's always a good bit of crack. Kind of people watching you, kind of stripping off, and they're all in, like fully clothes and scarves and shit, and you're getting into the water, and they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" So that was always good. That's good fun. And uh, I don't know if you seen on my Instagram yesterday the fucking the sunrise. We got up. We all went to the beach uh, down in Carn Beach in Wexford, and the fucking sunrise was fucking epic. So that beach is savage. Be- actually, it's in the middle of nowhere, but it's a savage beach. Yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of it's very close to uh, my partner's uh, mom's house, so it's kind of we were kind of staying down there for a few days, and then kind of uh, uh, we came back up there yesterday. So yeah. Good, good buzz. A quiet Christmas, as uh, as you were just saying, and um, over Christmas, kind of, we got to playing uh, board games and kind of uh, playing card games and stuff. So, the first thing before we kind of get get into maybe your favorite board games and kind of uh, card games you play with your family and stuff, do you just play Switch? The fuck is Switch? I hear. <laughs> you play Switch, TJ. I heard of it, but I. Is that he's lying. Of, he's is, lying. He hasn't a clue. Would it be kind of like old maid? Uh, I don't know what old maid is, but it's like if you if you put down like you have to put down either the the number or the suit if you get me. Okay. And you have to get rid of all your cards. Anyway, yeah. I was going to ask you is what what was one of the rules because it's a bit controversial in my house because I say one thing and Maria says the other thing. So we're trying yeah. to bring the kids up right. You know, we're trying to raise them on the right foot. So we want to <laughs> the, the correct rules of switch. So, uh, what's your uh, favorite uh, family board game or card game? Maybe you plays at home. Um, normally, we wouldn't play them at home because like, we'd fucking bait the heads off each other. Um, so, <laughs> and that's a fucking that's a fact. That is a fact. That's so, a fact. Um, what would you fight? What would you have fought? Oh, we, yeah, it's kind of like off the table now. Oh, Monopoly, man! Fucking <laughs> hell! That, that game would draw blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so what we normally do is we'd go up to, say, the cousin's house and we'd play it up there. And, uh, yeah, that kind of puts us on a bit of a, like, a, a neutral kind of ground. And we can't really flip out at each other up there. But uh, if we're playing at home, <laughs> playing at home, we draw blood. Uh, there's Monopoly. Um, there's another board game, actually, that I actually haven't played with my family, but I think it'd be some crack. I've played it with a couple of lads. It's uh, 30 Seconds. Have you ever heard that, boys? No. no. Oh, it's fucking class, right? So say, it's like, um, it, it is kind of like charades, except you get to talk. So say, um, let's just say I pick up the card and I have five things on it. I think you have like a place, a person, 
and then you have like a couple of other things down that that suit. So let's just say my person is um is Gordon Ramsay, yeah, and we do it in pairs. So myself and TJ are a pair. Uh, so I'll pick up the card. It's like okay, so Gordon Ramsay's on the card. TJ doesn't know who it is, and I'll start describing him. It's like ah. Oh, He's a chef. He loves to curse. You're like cursing the second nature to him. And then like TJ has to try thinking who the fuck it is. And like obviously, if he gets Gordon Ramsay, that's one point. But like you only have thirty seconds on a timer to go through all five of the things. It's not like have a articulate Jerry's play articulation. No? no, it's kind of similar type <laughs> thing where you kind of get like a like a random card and you have to describe the stuff to people without saying a word. Yeah, it's it is quite good. Some crap. And then, like, you get idiots like me playing it, and it's, like, it's just even better. <laughs> no, points, no points, yeah. <laughs> no points. No, it's the shit you'd come up with. Like, <laughs> it's the way you describe something that makes it so funny. I suppose you have to have someone that you're kind of you're kind of in sync with, you know, if you're with somebody, like, maybe who doesn't get your references, then you're, you're totally yeah. screwed. Yeah, you're kind of dead in the water then, yeah. But, uh, yeah, those are the two kind of main board games. But, yeah, Monopoly Lads is a fucking... If you ever want to see, if you ever want to see some real fucking bloodshed, come out to my house and play Monopoly. <laughs> There's one time I was playing Monopoly, um, and I was playing with two people, and I got Aylesbury Road and Shrewsbury Road in the first go, and then they were like, "Oh no, I think I'm gonna head to bed. I'm not really feeling this game." I was like, "I use motherfuckers, <laughs> fucking have yous now, and you're fucking quitting. It's bullshit." So, yeah, it can be quite yeah. controversial, alright. Yeah, yeah, it is a tough old game, boys. Tough, it's a man game. What about you, TJ? What would be what would be kind of playing in your house, or just playing card games or board games, or? Uh, we wouldn't be really big now into it. I won't lie. Um, we played play connect for our some card games, the likes of like I was saying, old maid, where you kind of pair up the cards and you kind of hide a card at the start, and whoever. Whoever doesn't get kind of an old maid. Maybe it's another term for uh, another word for name for it. Sorry, um, but yeah. Other than that, kind of connect for. Um, wouldn't used to play Monopoly years ago, but not really anymore. Um, so yeah, quite born that way. Being honest, we're kind of be a bit like the royal family in a sense. Be television mainly. So fucking telly. Yeah, telly the whole time. Walking our television. That'd be. They be the two yokes. Well, I've been uh, full on teaching my family, my uh, my kids, range, ranging from three to eleven, uh, teaching them to play every card game under the sun. So they're kind of absolute card sharks. And my son, who's five, like he kind of, <laughs> he, like I don't know how he does it. Like he's some sort of magician with the cards. Like he'd be fucking one minute he'd have a hundred cards in his hand, and next minute he's kind of winning the game. So uh, I think it's I think it's a really good skill for the kids. though. but um, the kind of most controversial one in our house is. Uh, is Risk. I don't know if you ever played Risk. It's where you have to take over the board. It's kind of like Conquest game. And oh, it'd be kind of, every, everyone's kind of doing like little kind of shady deals. So I'd be kind of saying to like one of my kids, I'd be like, oh, you know, you know, if you don't attack me, then we attack this person. And it gets very political, you know, so it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good game though. Yeah, sounds like a bit of crack. I've never heard of it though, but. That's good. You, you, you kind of like, everyone gets like, an equal amount of the board sort of thing, but you get, you're given like random countries and then you have to try and attack and you kind of roll dices and shit. So it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. All right. All right. Yeah. And then in, term, in terms of card games then, Rob? Card like, games. Do, well, just kind of switches. I was kind of talking about. Yeah. And that would be then, like your number one. The number one in, in this house is uh, Shithead. 
or as my kids call it, as my kids call it, S head. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty bad when they can't even say the name of the game. But it's basically you're kind of given cards, and you have to. It's like whoever. There's actually no winners in this game, which is a beautiful thing. Is there's only one loser, so it's like everyone has to kind of get out of the game, and whoever's less left with cards is is a loser. So it's a shithead, basically. So. Yeah, sounds really, uh, sounds good. <laughs> really good family game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try not to haze the kids too much, though. You know, it's kind of brand <laughs> <random> part. Because <laughs> I'm actually quite uh, competitive. Um, but yeah, you uh, want to be yeah, so teaching them life sometimes. Yeah, teaching them life lessons now. Yeah, true uh, <laughs> card games. <laughs> I just think I'm thinking teaching them to be more competitive, which is going to lead to kind of bloodshed, which is going to be like you know they can't even play Monopoly when they're older, like your family maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's all about that bit of crack, lads. <laughs> Unless there's kind of blood going to be drawn, then it's kind of, could be dangerous. Cool, guys, we'll move on. We're going to tip on to uh, New Year's resolutions. So kind of talking about do you have them, what do you think of them, what do you think of other people who have them? Uh, I'll go to you first, TJ, on that one. Um, never, really, never really make them. I suppose the obvious one that nearly everyone does try and get fit get into the gym all of that and then either work or um something else to take over and you just get the least excuse um i think they're a good idea like i i started i started this year actually with lockdown and all of that not kind of doing new year but kind of setting targets and aims for it and yeah i'd be kind of setting aims for 2021 um and not really kind of changing thing, but kind of improving in a sense that, um, like with the lockdown this year, I lost my job, so I'm starting um, a new college course um, in the new year to add to one I was already doing. So maybe kind of yokes like that, but um, nothing really kind of drastic or life changing. And what ones have you kind of made in the past that you kind of didn't go well? Or um, it, I kind of. If I if I was kind of setting goals or achievements or that, I kind of set them realistic, so they wouldn't be really many that wouldn't have come into pass. Um, like it's kind of strange. I'd be kind of more if I was involved with a team that you'd be along with the the rest of the management team. You'd be kind of setting goals in that kind of context then kind of personal ones um but if I was kind of setting targets for myself I'd be kind of doing ones that would be kind of that are maybe underachieving in a sense to be kind of going for the easy option being honest ones that you know you're going to be able to do yeah it's kind of probably probably the better thing to do because most people kind of set kind of uh goals that are too big what do you think about that Liam what would be your do you have any resolutions or uh, no, normally I wouldn't have res- resolutions around. Um, like I like being me, I like the way I am. So fuck <laughs> he ain't changed for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't changed for no one. Um, yeah, what I normally do would be uh, sit down and assess, like um, say like fitness goals and shit like that at Christmas because um, like even before Christmas, um, I'd sit down and say, all right, look, obviously it's grand if I gain weight, but like after it, I want to have a, a goal. So like. I'd normally set like a year long goal. Um, so I remember kind of coming into 2019, I set a goal of like uh, being able to hit around the 200 kilo squat and um, back squat. And I was, I was going quite close and then like absolutely fucked up my knee. Um, not through squatting, through, uh, through rugby. 
Was that um, when your knee was like all swollen and it was like? Oh, it was, it was like a fucking balloon. So it was. Um, it had more water in it than the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah. So um, yeah, the goals kind of went out the window then, and um, like my main goal switched to being able to kind of just play sports again. And uh, I'm there now, and uh, I'm playing sports again now. So um, just sit down over the next day or two and try to figure out what I'd like to do next. But. Um, I think like yeah, a lot of goals set are kind of unrealistic, and uh, it's try to keep them. Like obviously, you want to better your, better yourself, but try keep them uh, attainable while improving who you are and what you do. So that's kind of the way I look at. It. How close did you get to your squat this year? Um, I think my closest was it was one hundred and seventy-five kilos. Ooh, yeah. Good. And was yeah, that like how much off your your last bet or how much over your last kind of personal best was that one? Um about fifteen kilos. I think I my personal best before that was about one sixty. And then like I did this I I think I have a video about them, but uh, the one seven five felt a lot easier than the time I hit the one sixty. So there was more there you're saying sort of thing. The, I think so, yeah. I think so. And then like my heaviest squat since hurt my knee has been one seventy. And that felt good as well. I just didn't want to push it. I was like, oh, do I want to like fuck up everything again? So um, yeah. yeah, my heaviest since has been 170. And it felt, it felt decent, boys. Felt decent. Felt decent, boys. And you, yeah. you kind of think like that people kind of uh, set too big of a target for themselves. And that's why kind of most of them kind of fail. Yeah. You like, that or... Yeah. You know, like you always hear the new year, new me. And like, so you're trying to completely change who you are, which is like an absolutely massive thing to do. So it's like, try, like, I know from, from my background anyway, coming from sports and then coming from the gym and stuff, it's like, always try chain, try better the little things to better the big picture. Because like, what are the smaller things you can work on to make, say, your overall goal easier attainable? So it's, um, make those small changes, uh, stick to the small changes, and then the bigger picture will kind of, fall into line what I find as well a lot of people is they're kind of like it's kind of all or nothing so yeah. it's like you know they're either like or in like for the whole of December they're kind of like slobbing on the couch and they're kind of eating shit and they're like oh you know when January comes around I'm going to be a totally different person and they're kind of even in the even in December like they could be kind of doing some stuff that could be working towards that goal but they kind of leave it completely on the back burner until kind of January comes around and then they're kind of trying like overhaul their whole lifestyle and getting up at 6am and kind of fucking going to the gym and doing all this sort of stuff and <laughs> like no one's no like very very few people only like maybe one percent of people will actually succeed with that approach and like you know it'll be like tougher real real tough than kind of most people would want to go through so when I have people in the gym I always kind of say to them like you know try and break this goal down into like like as you're kind of saying like smaller little bits or what TJ was saying, like, you know, attainable sort of goals and uh, kind of spread it out over kind of a longer time because it's, it's probably going to take you longer than you think to achieve your goal anyway. So so if you want to, like, get really lean or whatever by the summer, you know, it's probably going to take you maybe another two or three months extra on top of that to actually get to where you want to be. So I think that's why a lot of people fail as well because they don't, they're not ready to commit to the amount of time that they need to for, for that goal sort of thing, so... Yeah. yeah. So I think they're things are pretty good, but kind of most people, as you're saying, like they're just kind of not realistic at all. Yeah, there's there's good intentions there, like, but you have to be realistic as well, like. 
truth, truth. Truth. Cool, guys. So we'll we'll move on and we'll go on to uh, what kind of sports you just have been watching over the last few weeks. So, uh, TJ, what sports have you been have you been looking at? Uh, very little soccer. I won't lie. Very little soccer. Only Liverpool games. Uh, watching lots of the darts now. I didn't watch them at start. Um, the minute the World Darts Championship at start, you'd be glued to it for. I'd say maybe nearly eight hours, four hours during the day, four hours at night or that. And this year I kind of just waited till the the competition got better. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it's really Christmas without the darts. And it actually isn't the same this year. It might seem strange, but even watching it on the television without the crowd being there, they just aren't the same. Like uh, they're not... It's kind of they're trying to pump in the, the you know the fake sound noises that the, they're doing for the soccer and it's just crap. <laughs> so um, I think like the fans are the best part of darts. Like I'm not a huge darts fans anyway, dart fan anyway. But like the actual the absolute crack and banter that people seem to have those things is, is unreal. Like so, I think we were talking about it before in a previous podcast that it's definitely on my bucket list something to do to, to go to one of those things. Um. But yeah, like I'd say, like it's completely crap without the without the crowd there. Yeah, no, I mean the best game was last night, um, Van Gerwen, and this were, jeez, oh, I don't even know what day today is. Wednesday, sorry, uh, last night Tuesday, Van Gerwen and Joe Cullen, and Joe Cullen was very close to pulling off a shock beating Van Gerwen, who be obviously favourites. But that was that was the only highlight. I mean, it was just a one eighty created a bit of excitement. But I mean, that's a very valid point you made. I mean, if you look at the darts, the size of a dartboard and then the size of arenas that they're in, no matter how many screens is there, the lads are just there for the banter. I'm not saying yeah. everyone, but it, I mean, it's just the atmosphere, the drink and the singing and the jeering or whatever. So, yeah, I agree completely. And I think the the players aren't really some of them aren't really enjoying it this year. Uh, Gary Anderson's like a grumpy grandfather, like every, he's given out about everything. Um, it's a bit well, like Liam. All the guys are like. always a bit grumpy, no? <laughs> uh, not all of them, but uh, <laughs> like Gary Gary Anderson would have been kind of fairly sane, but now he's just. I I say it's it just gets draining on him. I'm not going to drag on, but I say it's getting draining on him because the way the darts championship runs, it isn't just the televised events. There are a lot of now there are nearly competitions every week, and an awful lot of them are played behind closed doors, are kind of streamed or something like that. So they wouldn't have been the same. So they could be playing maybe. 46 to 47 weeks out of the 52 in a year like so I say that's what maybe isn't the same this year with it but um, Are you having withdrawals from the GAA as well are you kind of uh, are you missing GAA action? It wasn't the same I, no matter how much I won't lie to you it's the buzz of going to the games and the excitement of going it was great having them on the television and especially around Christmas I mean But are you um, kind of missing them not being on the telly now like because we had them on the telly for a few, a few weeks there and now it's kind of like maybe soccer and kind of other sports are your kind of only options are you kind of missing it being on the TV and I know it's kind of you're saying it's great to go to games and stuff but are you missing it being on the t- TV even now? Uh, it might sound surprising, but not as much as if it was, say, a normal year. If it was, say, the likes of September that um, when Dollar and Juice be played, or even, sorry, last year, August, when it was played, I think I 
miss it a hell of a lot more. Even if you didn't go to games, you would miss it on the television. But I, I just didn't think it was the same this year. I think it's the, like, even if it was a Division Three league game, it, I mean, if there were a crowd at it, there seemed to be an atmosphere or something, but it just wasn't the same watching it on the television. Sorry, one highlight and it was the Camogie team, Kilkenny Camogie team win all Ireland. I really, that was the real, real cheer point for me this year. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think it's, that you know, it's going to be back in February. So it isn't as big a break as previous years, but um Maybe I might be saying different next week. Now. Yeah, we could be missing it. What do you think, Lima? What, what, what were you kind of uh, were you watching over the last two weeks? Um, I was watching fucking nothing. I was kind of just watching movies, lads. To be honest, um, yeah. or I, I sat down and I watched uh, through all of the Mandalorian. So, oh, yeah. nice, yeah, fucking love that. Yeah, um, I watched this through is that. The way. This is the way. Um, I, <clears throat> I watched through that. I watched. Um, Queen's Gambit, which I fucking love because like when I was younger I loved chess as well. So um I thought it was a great show. Uh so that's kind of been my uh T V for the last uh week and a bit. Um yeah, I just fall into those kind of habits of like every now and again I'll just like not watch any sports, clear my head of it and then uh go back to it then. Is the kind of rugby kind of even like that interesting at the moment? I know there's kind of some of the inter pro games are going on and stuff like that, but is it kinda of even like, I know, like, the Connacht and Ulster game was kind of... I watched a bit of that, and it was kind of a bit of a ding-dong game. Like, it was good. But uh, is it kind of... Is it Pro 14, like, kind of... Yeah. Is it really is. that watchable, like? Not really. And then you have, like, the fucking European Champions Cup, or whatever the fuck you call it now. Um, like, there was a couple of good games there. Like, um, I just... I have the results of, like, all uh, the provinces, like, and it was... Oh, a win for Leinster, a loss from Ulster. The Ulster game actually sounds like it was some game. Um, they lost by four points. So it was 38-34. There was four yellow cards. And at the one time, Ulster kind of had two yellow cards. So I think they got like um, one yellow card at like, say, eight minutes. And then another yellow card at like nine minutes. So like they were basically down to 13 men for 10 minutes there. And uh, like they still lose, to only lose by... Four points there is absolutely un- unbelievable. Like, and then like yeah, Munster win as well, which is like a thirty nine, thirty one win. Uh, like you know, that that sounds like it was some game as well. There's three yellow cards there too. Um, but yeah. do you find the Pro Fourteen that kind of appealing? Like, you know, is it kind of after watching like sort of international rugby or maybe watching kind of um some even yeah. certain, certain hemisphere stuff? Is kind of like is it kind of yeah? No, it's, it's absolutely not, and especially like. If you watch Southern Hemisphere and then you watch the Northern Hemisphere, it's two completely different sports sets. Yeah, the Southern Hemisphere is so much quicker; it's so much more enjoyable because like they'll they don't worry like they'll fire a few offloads out the back there or whatever. Like if, if it comes off, it comes off. It looks fucking unbelievable. <laughs> if it doesn't come off, it's like oh fuck it, and then they get back in for the next play. So um, yeah. it's just a much faster game. Um, now I do wish. Northern Hemisphere would change like their their uh, season time for uh, rugby. Like I think if they change it to maybe like a summer sport rather than a winter sport, it would be a much faster game. And then like when it comes to World Cup, the Northern Hemisphere would have uh, a lot more teams. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I know they did that in in Ireland. They did it for like the the Irish Soccer League was kind of changed to like a like a 
more of a summer type league, which makes more sense because we have absolutely crap weather in this country. So exactly, yeah. Um, like it'll it'll make for a quicker game, and you'll be able to kind of match uh, the Southern Hemisphere teams who are going to be playing on hard ground, no matter what time of the year it is. So. Um, and you see there's going to be a tournament uh, before the Lions Tour where, with the Pro 14 uh, clubs and some of the South African Super Rugby teams? I've heard it. I haven't heard that past that, like, but um, I'd say that'd be decent as well. Like that. And maybe when things get back to the kind of somewhat normality, there could be like a club world rugby tournament or something like that. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be class. class. That'd yeah. be amazing. Like, um, Offloading like, for days. Yeah. Like that would be one thing that like an Irish club would have uh, would have an actual shout in like, you know, Leinster would have a great shout there. Would it be better than the Champions Cup if they'd done something like that? Yeah, like they obviously they would need to align both uh, Northern and some Southern Hemisphere seasons um, that they're kind of playing near enough the same stage of the same of the season. Like it's like. Uh, I think normally it's like when the Southern Hemisphere is finishing, you have the Northern Hemisphere starting. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, Jesus, lads, turn your phones down, would you? <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> mine, mine was just buzzing there. So. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was saying, lads. Fuck off, move on. <laughs> the season's been aligned, but sure, we'll move on anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, uh, I was watching... Uh, some of the NFL season, the NFL season is kind of seating up. There's kind of one more uh, round of uh, games and then it's going to get into the playoffs and stuff. So it's kind of quite interesting. Is I know the, you probably don't care, but it's good. Is the NFL in trouble, Robbie? I mean, is it a bit like the Premier League? Are they going to have to kind of call it off for a couple of weeks or that? Like they're on about a circuit breaker within the Premier League. Is, is it the same in the NFL, I heard? Uh, I'm not sure because it's it kind of goes maybe by like because the U- the US is kind of state by state sort of thing. So yeah. like even if you watch the NFL on TV, you have some some uh, teams have full stadiums, and other teams there's nobody in the stadium or their stadiums are half empty. So it's kind of it's probably really hard to have some sort of consensus in over there because everyone is kind of different, you know. So yeah, that makes sense actually. I and as well with, with the stage of the season that it's at, I'd say they're just going to play it out because they just have like one more round of like the regular season and then it's like knockout after that, you know? And as well with the, with the NBA season, they moved everybody to Disneyland and they just played off through the playoffs and stuff like that. So, you know, like in the U S they probably have the money and the, the kind of backing to kind of do that sort of thing. So I'd say they're just going to continue going and say. The Super Bowl will be coming up shortly. It's around the end of January, is it? Yeah. So like just kind of, there's one more, one more round of games and that will decide who goes into the playoffs and stuff like that. And uh, then, then it will just be kind of straight knockout then until I guess the Super Bowl. Cool. So, I know yeah. I, I always watch the Super Bowl, but I never watched any of the other games. So it's <laughs> strange. Yeah. Well, I only really watch the kind of highlights of the games. To be honest, which is kind of like a tradition kind of every Monday night we watch all the kind of the, the games from the weekend, so we're not. I haven't really watched like many full games, you know. So uh, and usually with the Super Bowl, I, I fall asleep at halftime. So <laughs> yeah, just make a, it to the halftime show. It's a pity. I hear, oh, sorry, Liam. Oh yeah, I was just going to call Robbie over here, and he's saying that that uh, NFL is better than rugby, and he falls asleep <laughs> at halftime. 
<laughs> well, like if the fucking if if like Ireland were playing in the Six Nations at three o'clock in the morning, I'd probably fall asleep as well, especially with their offload game. Should they should they do a kind of a program over here? Do you remember like the Italian soccer back in the was it around the late nineties? Remember, was it a Tuesday night that you used to be on? And everyone got into Italian soccer then without even watching a game. Yeah, I think like that would definitely. I think a lot of people would watch it. Like you know, it's. I think in kind of Ireland is kind of still quite a niche sport. Like a lot of people kind of wouldn't be kind of that that into it, you know. But definitely, if you if it was on kind of you know RT two or whatever, it would definitely kind of generate a following. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, go on, go on there, teach. Oh no, I was just going to say. I think that's what it'd be. I mean, it's it's kind of strange in a way that they don't. But um, sure. I mean, they're they're making enough as it is. So, millions and millions there. Exactly. So, guys, will we kind of uh, move on to our high ball, or will we kind of take a break and come back for the high ball? I want to get a cup of tea. I won't lie. What do you think, Liam? I think that's code for running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was crusty scone or. Kearney has gone, sorry. Crusty scone. The Simpsons, the Simpsons is on television in front of me. Crusty scone sounds absolutely nasty. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm not going to be able to eat my dinner now. Yeah, what, <laughs> what are you eating down in fucking Sony for, boys? Huh? <laughs> not crusty scones over this end, anyway. <laughs> Right, boys. We'll uh, we'll we'll take a bit a break there for some crusty scones, and I'll check, check you in five minutes. Good luck. Good luck. Talk good, to luck. You. good luck. Good luck. And welcome back. Um, how'd you get on your break, guys? Did you have your uh, crusty scone, Liam? I did. Yeah, it was uh, absolutely gorgeous. Extra crust. <laughs> Extra crust. Yeah. <laughs> Extra crust. Did, oh, they, did they do those uh, crusty scones in the cafe in Stonyford, TJ? Uh, I don't think so, no. no. Nocturna. On reflection, no, no, no. <laughs> Probably, not. Probably not. It's a lovely cafe. <laughs> <laughs> cool, guys. We're, we're going to get on to the highball, okay? So um, for this one, it's kind of a bit of a multiple choice uh, sort of question. So basically... This is my kind of exam. What your kind of exam? <laughs> you got you've got a one in four chance. I know, look, whatever option you pick is uh, is the right one, I suppose. So imagine a scenario. Go back in time with me for a minute. It's October, nineteen ninety four, and you're in the cinema, and you're the age you are now. If you're in the cinema, you're in October nineteen ninety four, right? Okay. And in the movie theater, all at the same time. In October 1994, was Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, and Jurassic Park. <laughs> My question to you, guys, is which one are you picking? Which one am I which watching? One picking? Yeah. <laughs> man. Like 1994, so like, 1994 before my time, and I know this is an absolute fucking tough question. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. <laughs> Boys, this is so. Do you want to have a think about it, um, or will, will I give you my answer while you're thinking about it? Or I have yeah, to say, s- straight up, Robbie, I only seen one of those films, 
and I've TJ. Seen. I know, I know. I like that doesn't affect your answer, TJ, because you could pick one you haven't seen. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll go with my answer anyway first, and then I'll give you the time to think about it. Okay, so I would go for my favorite of, of all these movies, which is Pulp Fiction, which I obviously didn't see in the movies theater uh, at the time because I was eight years old, and that would be irresponsible for me to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it's a, like, you know, it's a brilliant film. And like, of all, they're all obviously savage films, which is the whole point of the question. But uh, yeah, definitely kind of, we used to listen to the uh, Pulp Fiction soundtrack uh, when we were younger and stuff like that. And it's kind of brilliant music on it and just great acting and great story. And the way to kind of, it's probably one of the first films I ever seen where it kind of like chopped up the kind of story where it kind of, it kind of mixes in. It doesn't actually start at the beginning and go all the way to the end. It kind of starts in the middle and kind of jumps around sort of thing. So I would definitely go for Pulp Fiction. So, Liam, which one would you go for? I, uh, I'm i going to have to say Shawshank. Boys, what a fucking movie. Like, Morgan Freeman. Story, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Oh, but like, it's, it's, it's done perfectly, lads, isn't it? Like, it's absolutely amazing. It couldn't have been done better. It's a great movie. And like I love, I absolutely love Forrest Gump as well. Like Forrest Gump is, is definitely up there in one of my favorite movies ever. But uh, Shawshank, Shawshank trumps it. That. Who's your favorite character in Shawshank? Um, geez, it's been a while since I've seen it now. But uh, what's the main lad's name in it again? Andy, isn't it? Andy Dufresne. Yeah, Andy Dufresne. Yeah, Andy no, he's. He, yeah, he's like I think if they got any other actor, it wouldn't have been as as good. I think the the lad they had for that was just he was Andy Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yes, he's pretty good at it. I always liked the uh, the prison officer guy, <laughs> who kind of uh, yeah, he's kind of pretty heavy handed guy. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. actually, yeah, he's, like, he's in lots of movies. He's in lots of movies, and he's just he is that character. He's a fucking. You know, he's a bad guy. You know, he's just kind of, he was in Highlander yeah. and he was kind of a uh, bad motherfucker in that too. So, uh, yeah, definitely Shawshank is a, is a brilliant movie. I think I've watched it a few times uh, with my girlfriend and we kind of, we always kind of watch it to the same point and then she always likes either falls asleep or she just, uh, I don't know, she loses interest in it. So she's never actually seen like the fucking twist at the end of it, you know, the way. So uh, maybe one day yeah, she'll yeah. yeah, hopefully, yeah. And she get to appreciate it for such a, for the great movie that it is. Classic. And uh, what would you go for, TJ? And which one have you seen uh, or more interestingly? Uh, Jurassic Park, and I think it was only once when it came out first. Um, uh-huh. But it, it's kind of going to be a strange one. I'm going to pick the Shawshank Redemption, but it's because of the way Mario Rosenstock does Morgan Freeman for the GEA. He does it in the device the um the geez, what, the Morgan Freeman voice the, the way he does the Shawshank Redemption. And that might sound strange but I think that'd be the one I'd pick. Uh it sounds a brilliant film and well maybe I have a lot of time to catch up on all of them now actually. So <laughs> definitely you should watch them all. Uh I actually love that bit that he does on the gift group. Uh, he does the uh, Morgan Freeman. So I'm Morgan Freeman and I love the GEA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah I I picked that one Um, and actually I heard nearly all the music out of Pulp Fiction but I never saw the film like I know the music's from Pulp Fiction 
but I never never saw the film. But uh, that's a brilliant, brilliant film. Uh, obviously, the music is fascinating as well. I actually think I've seen Jurassic Park in the cinema. I'm pretty sure I've seen it in the cinema. Maybe I'm mixing up my kind of childhood memories, but I've definitely seen it close to it being out. Um, so yeah, I've definitely seen the same ones together. And Forrest Gump, I think I might. I don't know if I've seen that in the movies in theaters. Um, but uh, well, I I definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. You'd have to go real back in time, real time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe so one like, day. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe maybe one day. The thing is, like, me and TJ had the choice, you know, to a certain degree, and we all picked, we both uh, picked Jurassic Park, probably because we were only, like, eight at the time, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you should definitely try and uh, get uh, Shawshank Redemption out today, TJ. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I, I'm terrible for films. I mean, I'm actually terrible. I need people to tell me the ones to watch kind of way I'm... Well, he's we've we've just told you four, TJ. So oh yeah, I know definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say I nearly say they're all on uh, on Netflix as well, are they? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe all except for I think Pulp Fiction isn't. I think the other three are. Yeah, I'm sure you can get Pulp Fiction somewhere. It might even be up on YouTube, possibly. Some of them are like real old yeah. movies, are just all on YouTube. Not to get banned from Netflix or anything, even though the, the chance of them listening. Do you think the standard of films is after going back? Like, the, they're not the same selection there anymore. Uh, yeah, but I think that's mainly because Netflix are like doing really well at making their own movies, aren't they? Yes, that's... Yeah, no, I think a lot of stuff, like Disney kind of robbed a lot of stuff back as well, like all uh, some of the Marvel stuff and... Yeah. There's just too many competitors. Like, like I think maybe a few years ago it was just Netflix, and now there's like there's so many people in the mar in the market, and they're kind of buying up all the films and that sort of stuff. So I think that could be a, a problem as well. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> Fucking bastards. Fucking <laughs> bastards. <laughs> so yeah, I think like well, I think I said it before in this podcast is definitely some company needs to step in and just buy the rights to everything. So yeah. I can have one yeah. subscription. I'm not paying like loads of different things. Yeah, I, would you believe it's going to go the opposite way? I think there's about another two in, on, in tracks kind of going to streaming service as well. Like, So you'd be talking nearly the price of a Sky subscription just for to watch films as well. Like, but. Lovely. Just break my heart, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give money hope for 2021. Fuck. <laughs> cool, guys. I think we'll leave it there. I think we're a bit over 40, but we got pretty close. That's all I'm Pretty fucking say. close, huh? Happy days. Pretty fucking close. Pretty yeah. fucking close. Cool, guys. Hey, one, boys. Have a good one. Lots of love. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Good luck. 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 Good luck.